Come on in. It's out of bounds, Dylan James. JT is with me as always, and we're going to change the show up a little bit tonight. Changing the order of things, because there are some very important things that happen in sports we usually talk about later in the show. But, you know, there was a thing called the Stanley Cup Final that happened. A thing called the NBA Finals that happened as well that we need to talk about. So, changed it up just a little bit tonight, but still the same show, Out of Bounds, right here. Coming through the speakers of however you listen to us. Your phone, car speakers, computer speakers, whatever. So, JT, how was your week? Well, Dylan, I'm... As you can tell, I'm very excited. Uh, never thought it was happening in my lifetime. After I shouldn't have asked that. I, so I should know. So many times the, <laughs> the, the Capitals come up short. You probably saw on my Facebook, I posted a video that some guy did on YouTube about it that documented it very well, uh, the Capitals' failures and finally come up on top. So I've had a few days to party, celebrate, all that. Probably not done yet. Probably going to spend all summer. But hey, why not, man? It's been a long time coming. For the Washington Capitals, finally on top. But uh, besides that, my week was really good, Dylan. Uh, worked a lot between Disney and Under Armour. Didn't work. I only worked Under Armour a couple days last week. I'm there three days this week, so I'll be a little busy this week, especially as we get ready for the World Cup going on. Uh, but besides that, just hanging in there, having a good time. I caught up on some shows yesterday. Trying to catch up on Westworld a little bit. So that's all I've been doing. But Dylan, how was your week? It's been going good. I've been gearing up for the New York City trip I'm taking. Oh, yeah, that's right. On Wednesday, I'm heading out and going to be in the Big Apple until Monday the 18th. So we'll have a show later next week instead of on Monday. You going to Broadway or? Going to Broadway. Going to see Phantom of the Opera. Okay. That's the one show we've gotten tickets for so far. I'm going to see the Yankees versus the Rays as well while we're in town on thir- on Friday night. I'm sorry. Friday night. And going to do some other things, too. Well, you bring some... yourself a New York dog, whatever they call it up there, and then you get, like, a the pizza, New York pizza. Yes, New York pizza. Yes. <laughs> what, what do they call it up there? Yes, New York pizza. Got to get a slice, a well, New York slice. I was thinking slice. of Brooklyn, but you're yeah. not in Brooklyn. Well, we'll be in Brooklyn, too. We're you're going to Brooklyn, Brooklyn as well, yeah. So we're going to be kind of doing a so less all touristy. Over Brooklyn, Manhattan, yeah. Staten Island. Yeah, yeah, we're doing a less touristy version Long of Island. New York. Right. Last time we did all of the attractions, like Madame Tussauds, so Empire State Island? Building, Top of the Rock. We didn't do Coney Island last time, so we're doing Coney Island this time. Okay. We did Top of the Rock, Empire State Building, Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island, everything under the sun when it comes to being like touristy attractions in New York. We accomplished last trip in 2016, so this trip will strictly be a more relaxed trip, more of uh, things off the, you know, well-beaten paths, so we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We have a, a rough sketch of what we're doing this entire time. We're going to be there, but, you know, it's more of just exploring the city, exploring the underbelly of the city because we, you know, kind of want to see everything about the city, so we're excited should be good so we'll be there for six days and then i'll come back here and start working again so <laughs> well have fun man yeah it's gonna be nice to get away for a little while anyway let's move on to some sports news because we got a lot of a lot to pack in in this hour show we have tonight first off let's talk about some nhl hockey the stanley cup final like jt was alluding to before concluded and who was victorious the washington capitals finally Three years, they won the President's Trophy the past two years, and then this year they finally got the Stanley Cup. JT, how does it feel 
to bring the Stanley Cup home to Washington, D.C.? Oh, it feels great, man. Especially with, as I mentioned earlier, so many frustrating seasons with the Capitals. You know, doing a great in the regular season and then blowing it in the playoffs. Uh, 20 years has been since the last time we were in the Stanley Cup Final. We got swept by Detroit. And even before that, Dylan, losing to Pittsburgh, losing to the Islanders. Before that, in the early 90s, in the Rangers. And then more recently, the Alex Ovechkin area. It's been the Penguins and the New York Rangers, the Lightning that have had their number. And they finally got over it, Dylan. And the thing that impressed me with this team, as I mentioned the last two months, is their resiliency. This team just didn't quit. And everybody was throwing stats, trying to their history and all that. And you can understand why. The Capitals have are the only NHL team that's had the most playoff appearance, I think 26, in their franchise history. And yet, they never won a Stanley Cup. Couldn't get past the second round. Only got to the Stanley Cup final once and got swept. So it's just amazing how long it's, how many chances they've had and couldn't get it done. And for DC in general, Dylan, like you said, that there was a time where DC's teams were 0 13 in clinching games. And DC hasn't won a major, a major sports team hasn't won a title in that city since 1992 when the Redskins won the Super Bowl 25. That was the last time. So, I don't know, Dylan, you're starting to see a trend lately in sports where these cities that have suffered for a long time have gotten over the hump. We saw it in 2016, the the Cavaliers, after that city had not won a championship since, like, 1950, they kind of, LeBron James did it, finally got the job done there. Yeah. You saw it with the Chicago Cubs, haven't won a World Series in over 100 years, and they finally got it done. Exactly. Philadelphia Eagles last year, or this past year. Yeah, the Eagles most recently, so... That's kind of been the trend. And now Washington. So the, the Capitals, I know they're excited. Uh, Ovechkin, he's relieved. And, you know, I saw this comparison a lot in the news in the about the Capitals' run and how long it took them to finally get a Stanley Cup. And I can see why. A lot of people are compared to the Detroit Red Wings in the late 80s and 90s with Steve Eisman was the captain. And, and the Detroit Red Wings, they went through a similar period where they were struggling. They had a period where they lost to the, the San Jose Sharks in 94. And I think San Jose was new that year when they lost in the first round. Then they played the Devils. They made it to the Stanley Cup Final that year and they lost to the Devils. And then, of course, they lost to Colorado in 96, which was a team that ended up winning the Stanley Cup. And Steve Eisenman, it took him 14 years, 14 years before he finally got his first Stanley Cup. It took Ovechkin around the same time, 13, 14 years. So... You know, sometimes you got to pay your dues to, before you finally start winning. And we've seen that with a lot of players. Michael Jordan, same thing. He didn't win like right off the bat. It took him a while, too. So I'm happy for Ovechkin, happy for Holpe, happy for Tom Wilson, Barry Trotz, your boy, getting it done. So it was a great run for the Capitals. And, hey, they, they did it. They checked all the lists. You came out from a 2-0 hole, beat Columbus. Beat your nemesis, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Came back from a 3-2 series down against the uh, Lightning and get two shutouts to get to the final. And then Vegas, after losing that first game, everyone's talking about, oh, flurry, flurry, this, that. And then you win four straight. I mean, that was probably the most crazy thing, Dylan, winning four straight against the Vegas Golden Knights. And I think what helped the Capitals was Vegas, Dylan, you knew this could catch up to them. They don't have superstars. They don't have they don't have a Stamkos. They don't have Crosby. They don't have... Philippe Forsberg, your boy. They don't have any of those type of players on the Vegas Golden Knights right now, other than Flurry. And I think that cops them with the more experience of the Washington Capitals 
being playoff tested, even though they choked so many times, they finally got it all together. So you got to give Barry Trotz uh, credit for that. And the Vegas, you know, I know they're probably bummed, the players right now, after what happened, but they shouldn't be disappointed, Dylan. They, they went on a great run. No one picked them to get to the Seneca final. I know me and you were pretty harsh on them throughout the season. But we still they, are. But it's they, fine. But they proved us wrong. So, I mean, what can, more can you say? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, ending this series in Game 5 in a 4-3 comeback win was just phenomenal by the Capitals. Like you said, they lost their first game against the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Game 1. But then after that, they went on a tear. They won every single game after that. And it's as close as, to a sweep as you could get. I mean, I, I think the Capitals just turned it on, and they did not put their take their foot off the me, the gas at all in that entire series. Yeah, I was surprised when, when the series was in D.C. how we dominated the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, but the Vegas Golden Knights, they missed chances. They had that one chance where James, your boy James Neal had a shot, wide open net, and he missed it. And then there was another shot where I think Vegas hit like seven posts or something in game four. So... Vegas just had chances, but they missed them. And then when Holpe, when he does things like the save with the stick that he did in Game Two, I mean, it's just it's just uh, the luck for the Capitals. And you know, Washington did a great time, great job getting it done. And now we're going to go on to the off season now after all the partying, because that's what everyone's going to talk about. So people are wondering, can the Capitals do it again? That's the question. And I think, Dylan, that's going to depend on what they do on free agency. Right now, our big free agents are going to be Jay Beagle, who is the only player now in the NHL history to win the Kelly Cup. He did it with the Idaho Steelheads. He won the Calder Cup in the AHL with the Hershey Bears, which is the affiliate for the Capitals. And, of course, now it's Stanley Cup. So he's going to be a free agent. Uh, John Carlson, our defenseman, he's going to be a free agent as well. Uh, that's going to be a big loss, Dylan, if we can't keep him. Uh, Washington's going to have to probably break the bank to keep him because they don't want to see him go. And Grubauer, I think Grubauer will get moved because we have Holpe. I think the Caps normally in most situations would trade an older goalie and keep the younger one, but you, you can't just trade a Stanley Cup trophy uh, goalie. You just can't do that. And Ovechkin, we know he's still got a few more years left in his contract before his deal expires. So Ovechkin's not going anywhere. Remember, and that's the thing what's crazy with this team, though. Remember last year we lost to Pittsburgh? What was everybody saying in D.C.? Fire Barry Trotz. Get rid of him. Trade Ovechkin. He can't do it anymore. Blow it up. Get get rid of the team. And you got to give the GM uh, and the owner, Ted Leonsis, credit for keeping that team together because they could have done that. They, they could have done all that. They didn't bow into pressure, and they believe, let's give it one more shot. Like what your GM's doing with the Preds, give him one more shot. And look what happened. We won the Cup. So maybe your Preds will be back and have something to say about our Cup, defending our Cup title next season. But we'll see what the Capitals do in the offseason, Dylan. And so, yeah, and you look at the President's Trophy, too. They lost, They won the President's Trophy last year, lost the Stanley Cup. And then this year, they didn't win the President's Trophy, and they went on the Stanley Cup. So hopefully the Predators will not win the President's <laughs> Trophy next season and decide just to go to the Stanley Cup instead. Um, but speaking of contracts, Barry Trotz is... Um, in need of a contract. He's in contract discussions right now. How much leverage do you think he has now that he actually took the team to the Stanley Cup the first time in franchise history? Oh, he definitely has a lot of leverage, Dylan. No question about that. I think the GM already said after the Stanley Cup final that it's up to Barry Trotz. If he wants to come back with us, we will gladly take him back. And I think Barry Trotz is just taking his time. You know, the guy's only 55, even though he's been coaching for, 
18, 19 years now. It's crazy. And uh, I think Barry Trotz is going to consider his options. You know, he, we gave him a three-year contract just to get us over this hurdle, get us over this hump. And now that he's done that, I'm sure he might consider retiring. I don't think he's going to retire. He might consider, you know what, I did this. I'm, I, brought, I brought a cup to Washington. Maybe I want to look for a new challenge. And that's certainly a possibility as well. The Caps have nothing to worry about, Dylan. It's either we keep Barry Trotz or if he decides to move on or or retire or whatever, we got Ty Reardon as our top assistant. He will be a coach taking over for Barry Trotz when he walks out. Or Barry Trotz stays, Ty Reardon will probably get a coaching job somewhere in the league. So we're not worried about that. Um, but Barry Trotz, I hope he stays. I, I certainly would like to see him stay. Yeah. Um, now flip the script. Let's go to the Vegas Golden Knights. Talking about if they can do it again next season. If the Vegas Golden Knights can have the tremendous season like they did this year and carry that success into next season and then make it to the Stanley Cup once again, what are the odds of the Vegas Golden Knights going out and doing that? I wouldn't give them great odds of winning the Stanley Cup again, but... Well, they didn't win it this well, not, time. Not so win it. <laughs> at least getting Let to it. Let me phrase this. At least getting to the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> But I, the good news for the Vegas Golden Knights, though, is they have like $25 million in cap space. They got a lot of money. So they got money to buy a superstar. So you look at current free agents, of course, John Carlson. You got uh, Eric Carlson, the, the defenseman at Ottawa. And there's other big free agents. John Tavares, he's another one. Well, the, I don't think he's going to be a free agent any not longer. Free agent, I think but, with, the, with the Islanders, I think the Islanders are going to keep him now because of some news we'll talk about in just a few minutes, but I think John, John Tavares is staying there in New York. Yeah, so, I mean, they have some options to get a, a star player to help them out. If I think they'll make the playoffs again, possibly, but they're not going to be like the number one in the in the West, the Pacific Division. I don't see that. They might be middle of the pack or maybe uh, barely getting in, but because Fleury's getting older, he's not getting younger, and so we don't know if he's going to be able to keep it up. You got uh, Malcolm Subban, P.K. Subban's brother, as the backup, so he might get more games this upcoming season. so But I don't think it's over Vegas, Dylan. I think they'll be back. The thing that's going to be interesting is the, the support. Can the fans support that team? I mean, it's great to do it now, but we're talking like five, ten years from now when a team's going to eventually struggle. Yeah, so. especially when you see the struggle. I think that's going to be – that's where we'll find out what the Vegas Golden Knight fans are all about. We'll actually see if they're just bandwagon fans because they were so successful at the very beginning of their, of their season, of their inaugural season, or it's just because they – you know, they actually do stick with the team through thick and thin. So we'll see how they are um, as a fan base there in Vegas in the next few years. Now let's move on to the New New York Islanders. Um, they fired their GM Garth Snow and their coach Doug Waite. Um, so as of right now, John Tavares is kind of up in the air, but I, I would think that once a new GM comes in there, unless they get offered a very, very a uh, hefty price tag for John Tavares. I believe John Tavares is probably staying with the Islanders at this point. I think unless you see a contract come by that gives John Tavares $10 million a season, which there's probably a team out there that would spend that kind of money, but not a contender, I don't think. So what do you think about this situation? Well, I think with the Islanders, what they're doing is you guys sell John Tavares on the future. I mean, the Islanders know now they're going back to Long Island, where they should have been this whole time. They should have never left and gone to Brooklyn, playing that crummy basketball arena that only gets, like, barely 11,000 fans. And you can't get all... It takes an hour, because I have a friend who lives in Long Island. We used to be roommates together. She told me it takes literally, like, an hour to get from Nassau County all the way to Brooklyn with the train. 
and then you have to get there and get seated, and then it's gonna take you an hour to get back. It's just it's just crazy. So I think for the Islanders, you have to sell them on the future, and then they're gonna rebuild. Now, Lou Lamarillo is gonna take all the GM GM duties until they hire somebody. Now the question is, who's gonna be the coach? Now they have some options. Of course, Barry Trotz, if he's available, that's obviously your number one option. But you also have some other coaches in the the era that for the NHL that you can look at some assistants. Uh, you can look at uh, Dave Tippett. He used to be the Arizona Coyotes coach, but he did very well with the Coyotes until they fell off. But they they're going to have some options to choose from, and we'll see what happens with the Islanders. But if I'm the the, the Islanders fans, you try to sell John Tavares in the future. You give him the money that he wants. And then you just bring in role players. There's going to be some free agents you can get. Bring them to the Islanders. And look what Lou Lamarillo did with Toronto, okay? When he got to Toronto with Mike Babcock, Toronto was a laughing stock, okay? They were like the Chicago Cubs, okay? They were just losing all the time, didn't make the playoffs that much, and just didn't make it done. And now the Maple Leafs, even though they lost in the first round of the playoffs this year, they, they're improved. You can tell they're an improved team. The Islanders... They just want to get the playoffs. They they they're getting overshadowed by the Rangers and that and the New Jersey Devils right now. So that's what the Islanders got to do. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So let's move on to the ECHL, the Kelly Cup final. Colorado actually wins back to back Kelly Cups against the Florida Everblades. So congratulations to Colorado. And I believe there was some uh, miscommunic or misunderstanding last week. Yeah, we thought the Florida the Everblades winner. won last recently, but. When I checked it, they said, oh, they haven't won it since 2012. I was like, oops. I think the reason why we think that is because they're we, always beating they the, always the Solar Bears. <laughs> they always beat the Solar Bears. <laughs> and also minor league hockey, like, oh, Solar Bears out. Okay, what's next? You know, that kind of thing. But, yeah, unfortunately. But congrats to the Colorado Eagles. They're going to move on to the AHL. That's what the league they'll be playing in next season. And in the AHL, speaking of the AHL, they're in the Color Cup. They're game six to me tomorrow night. But the Toronto Marlies, they are up 3-2 over the Texas Stars. If Toronto wins tomorrow, which will be in Texas, they will be the Calder Cup champions. So, well, me and Dylan will keep you updated on that. But, Dylan, anything else you want to add before we move on hockey? The only thing I will say is the Capitals, you know, they're, they're parades tomorrow. So, they're, all the fans can be there celebrating. And we got, I got thank yous from, like, Penguins fans at work <laughs> congratulating me. And the Penguins, you saw the Twitter account, Dylan. They said after 726-something days... It's time to pass the torch. Congratulations, Washington Capitals. So, classy move for the Penguins Twitter account people there. That's very smooth. And we're very glad, Capitals fans, we don't have to worry about Yager, Lemieux, and Lundqvist, all these players, Flurry, all these guys haunting us, Mike uh, Bossy, all these guys haunting us franchise anymore now that we're finally Stanley Cup champions. Very good. Uh, but also, uh, with the National Predators, they're having their Future Stars game for 2018 on Friday, June 29th at Bridgestone Arena. So make sure you head out there for that. It's only $10 for general admission, with all the proceeds benefiting the Ford Ice Center Scholarship Fund, which provides hockey equipment and training to disadvantaged kids. And uh, you can get your tickets today um, at the Bridgestone Arena box office. So check out that, because I cannot. So go in my place, please. Thank you. Um, anyway, let's move on to some basketball. The NBA Finals just wrapped up with the Golden State Warriors just absolutely demolishing the Cleveland Cavaliers in a sweep to win back-to-back NBA championship titles. And it all started with Game 1. In Game 1, there were some things that happened that shouldn't have happened, and it led to this theme song for J.R. Smith. Try to run the clock down because I thought we were up. 
I thought we were up. I thought we were up. I thought we were up. I thought we were up. So JR I thought, thought they we were, up. were up. LeBron yelling at me, trying to call a timeout, but I thought we just won. LeBron staring at me angrily. Yeah, he was. I ran the clock out. I thought we had to leave. I figured everybody would be proud of me. Maybe at halftime I shouldn't have drank that Hennessy. The whole game, LeBron was going full throttle. Oh my God. But that ain't oh, Gatorade in my water bottle. I'm sick of Draymond Clay and Steph Curry. My post game speech sounded kind of slurry. Cause I thought we were up. 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 LeBron yelling at me. Tried to call a timeout, but I thought we. So, needless to say, J.R. Smith thought they were up. And with four, about four seconds left to go on the clock, he ran the ball out. And before he could, before he knew it, the clock ran out and uh, they went to overtime where the Golden State Warriors just took over the game. And I think that was the turning point in the series. I think that that, if, if that sequence had been different, I think the Cavaliers could have won that game. And I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers might have won at least one game in that series. But well, Dylan, we were predicting they would win at least one, maybe two games. They didn't win any. Game two, one twenty-two to one hundred three. Game three, one ten to one hundred two. That was the only close game. Game three, and we knew that was a critical game, Dylan, because we all felt that if Cleveland had lost game three, the series was over, over. And then in game four, oh my gosh, they had Andre Iguodala back, and then it was just. Man, bring the brooms out. <laughs> yeah, bring them out. And they swept them 108-85 in their last game. And and, and, that's, and for LeBron James, you don't want to go out like this. But ironically, Dylan, you want to know when the last time the Cavaliers were swept in the playoff game? Or when, the final, excuse me. Oh, it was when he was with the Cavaliers before. Yep, with the San Antonio Spurs. When they got swept by the Spurs. And you know by that series. <laughs> yep, yep. So that's the last NBA sweep in the finals. So yeah. LeBron James, on I mean, the Golden State Warriors, I mean, Dylan, for for real. Like, this team, I mean, Kevin Durant, he won the MVP, or the finals MVP. And Kevin Durant, I mean, I know he took a lot of heat when he left, the way he left Oklahoma City. But people got to understand, this is the NBA now, guys. These superstar players that get drafted, they, they don't show loyalty to get drafted anymore. They either want to make money, like Carmelo Anthony, or they want to, or Dwight Howard, or they want to win championships like KD. Yeah. And it's interesting, but Kevin Durant, he wanted, he knew he couldn't win a championship in Oklahoma City. Okay. The first warning sign, Dylan, was in 2012 when they played the Miami Heat and the Heat won. And, and uh, the Thunder, after that season, they traded James Harden to Houston. So that was the end of it all. You knew after that, was the that end. He, he, he couldn't do it. So you knew yeah. it was a matter of time. And even though he's left, how's Russell Westbrook doing in Oklahoma City? You had Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, and you could have beat the Jazz in the first round. You couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. So, I mean, Kevin Durant, look, he's doing what he has to do. He wants to win championships, and he's already said he's coming back. So, I think, Dylan, the Warriors are going to be in for the long haul. They've won three titles in four years. Had it not choked in 2016, that 3-1 series lead, they would have won four straight, Dylan. And I'm scared. Even though I'm a Spurs fan, I'm I'm thinking, Dylan, if this team stays together, because I don't think Jermon Green's going to win. I don't think Clay Thompson's going anywhere. Steph Curry, we know he ain't going nowhere. That team is going to probably win. And if Steve Kerr, the coach, stays, 
they're probably going to break the Bulls, at least the Bulls, tie the Bulls' record of six titles. And do you least. know? Do you know who they're trying to get for the Golden State Warriors right now? The rumor is LeBron the Brow. James. LeBron James. Yep. No, the Brow. Oh, Anthony Davis. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. From the Nor- New James. Orleans Pelicans. Yep. Trying to go to the Warriors. So that's another team you should look out for. Um, even if they get uh, Anthony Davis there, that would be just an added bonus for that team. Uh, and seeing, that's the thing that's crazy with the Warriors too, Dylan. Even if Draymond Green left or Klay Thompson or other players left that team, they can get, like you said, an Anthony Davis or they can get another star player to go with them and they'll still be, or Chris Paul if they wanted to, and they still be good. Just as good. So this team's not going anywhere. And don't forget, Dylan, this upcoming season will be the last year in Oakland because they're moving to San Francisco the year after that. Yeah. With that new arena. It looks beautiful. Chase Arena. I've well, seen them even if you look in this series, uh, there was one game, game three, Steph Curry could not hit a three to save his life. Yep. But then with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter, guess what? Steph Curry found his rhythm, found his found his role. Yeah, because you remember in game two, he, he hit like nine straight, not nine straight, but nine threes in that game. Like He made NBA like an record. NBA Finals record. Yeah. yeah. He made a Finals record by hitting consecutive threes. But in that game, he could not find his stroke at all. Finally, in the fourth in the fourth quarter, he found it, and that's pretty much what sealed the deal in Cleveland. Yeah, not only that, Dylan. I mean, you got Kevin Durant. You know he can always pick up the load if Steph Curry is struggling. And for LeBron James, he he just didn't have that. No, Kevin Love couldn't get it done. Tristan Thompson couldn't get it done. Kyle Korver, nope. J.R. Smith, he thought we were up. So yeah. where, <laughs> where was Kyle Korver this entire series? <laughs> He was nowhere to be found. I heard his name every once in a while, but not for good reasons. I don't know where he went He went at all. Um, but speaking of Game 3, Kevin Durant earned his MVP title because of that game. That game, he lit the court on fire with LeBron James. And it was just a bloodbath at the very end. I, I think that he was the reason why they won Game 3, and he is the sole, he's probably the sole reason why the Warriors actually won that series. Well, speaking of LeBron, Dylan, I mean, everyone's talking about him, wondering about his future. Of course, he didn't want to talk about it, and I can't blame him. But I wonder, Dylan, what's LeBron going to do? He doesn't know. He said it's going to be up to his family. They're going to be involved this time and what he wants to do. But my question, Dylan, is like this time I feel if he leaves Cleveland, it'll be different. It's not going to be like the first time when he left and the fans are burning his jerseys and all this stuff. When he went to Miami, he went there to win a championship, okay? When he went to, back home to Cleveland, he went home because he was homesick and he wanted to help them win a title, and he did that. So he leaves Cleveland this time. The Cleveland fans won't be all bitter and burning his jerseys. They're, they know he fulfilled his promise, and they're very thankful. So my question is, where is he going to go? There's been speculation about Boston. There's been speculation about Golden State, highly unlikely. Philadelphia, I've heard Oklahoma City, and I've heard Houston. And I've heard San Antonio, too. That, yeah. that, I haven't heard that in quite some time, but I did hear San Antonio as well. I think San Antonio is only going to happen if we're willing to trade Kawhi Leonard. And I don't even know if they're willing to do that right now. If Kawhi and LeBron came together on a team, I think that would be a very powerful duo. Um, but if you look at those competitors, in my opinion, I think LeBron oh, I James... I about the Lakers. I forgot about them. Yes. I think LeBron James wants to stay in the East. If 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 I if he had his druthers, he'd rather stay in the East because he does not want to face Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson in the Eastern Conference or in the Western Conference final every year. He wants to face them in the NBA finals. 
That's where he wants to face that team. So I don't think that he wants to go to the West. There's not really a reason for him to go to the West. I think that if I were him, I would probably stay in the East because you're going to win the Eastern Conference Final every single year if you're staying in the East when you're LeBron James. So might as well just stay there because you will be guaranteed a trip to the NBA Final every single season. Every season. So that leaves Boston and Philadelphia. I think Boston. I think Boston would be a perfect place for him. Gordon Hayward coming back. Also, he'd be teamed up with Kyrie Irving again. There well, was a little weird, smoke there screen. In there, well, but... and apparently, I, I've heard other rumors, too, that it was kind of a smoke screen to leave Ky- let Kyrie Irving leave mm-hmm. in the first place. So if he left, and it seemed like there was tension between LeBron and Kyrie, and then he magically shows up in Boston, won, won a title with Kyrie, it wouldn't be as bad as if it was like both those players saying, hey, we want to go to Boston and win a championship together. So... I think that the Boston looks like a very, very good option for LeBron James. Philadelphia does too. They have a, a good young team, but I think that he wants to play with Kyrie Irving again. I really do. And so if Boston offers him um, a contract, I think LeBron James will take that contract. But you still have Los Angeles because Los Angeles, he has a lot of um, dealings in the film industry as of, as of right now. So most likely he would go to Los Angeles. That is a very likely spot for him to go. But if I were him, if I were LeBron James in his shoes today, I would pick Boston and I would go win a championship there. All right, then we'll see. I also, th- just to let you know, <laughs> what's the difference between Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James? The difference? Well, Michael Jordan changed the game. Kobe Bryant has that killer instinct. LeBron does not, but he is the, out of the modern NBA. He's often the best player. And Michael Jordan, of course, and Kobe stay with one team where LeBron is going to be bouncing around with multiple teams. Okay. Seems. All that is correct, but not the right answer I was looking for. The right answer I was looking for is LeBron James is the only player of those three that has actually been swept in an NBA final. Oh. And he's, hap- he's done it twice. It's happened twice to LeBron James. So, you know, people keep saying Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Who's the better player? Who is the iconic player of the NBA in all of NBA history? Why would you even bring LeBron James' name up in the first place? He's 3-6 and six in the finals. He's been swept two times. Michael Jordan was not swept ever in the finals. And, and he has five rings. Six and oh. Yeah. I six mean, rings. Six yep. rings, yes. So... There's nothing to if compare. If he didn't retire those two years he left, they probably would have got eight. <laughs> Charles Barkley said, if you come up to me in public and bring up the Michael Jordan and LeBron James debate to me one more time, I will slap you in the face. He said that on live TV, he will slap anybody in the face that comes up to him and wants to spark the Mike, Michael Jordan versus LeBron James debate, which I don't blame him. There's no reason to say that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan at this point. No reason. He's been swept twice. Bring out the brooms. Well, hopefully he'll have better luck in Lakerland. At least that's where I think he's going. <laughs> yeah, true. But other news that happened in the NBA, Dylan, uh, besides Dwayne Casey getting a job at the Detroit Pistons, which was announced today, Brian Colangelo has officially resigned his position with the Philadelphia 76ers. No surprise, we talked about this last week, but apparently the news broke was his wife was in charge of the, uh, the Burner Twitter accounts, and he's trying to claim he didn't know about it. Uh huh. Okay. Oh, I didn't know about it. I'm like, then how did your wife get all this information? How have we not heard from his wife yet? 
coming out and just slandering his name yeah. because he's doing this to her. Why have we not heard her name yet? Like, she has not come out and spoken in public at all. Yeah, he tried to throw her under the bus, but she wasn't putting up with that. That so. is No, no. I, I'm sure at home, <laughs> she has a, 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 a pillowcase stuffed with bars of soap waiting for him at home. He's probably been sleeping in the doghouse the past few weeks. Oh, I'm just going to guess. Oh, I'm sure he's got the, the, the attorney and the lawyers and the pink slip for the divorce papers. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he does. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, well, that was a crazy mess. But anyway, now the championships are done, at least in the pro sports. Let's talk about some football. So, Dylan, uh, the news about the Eagles, uh, President Trump last week decided to resend his invite to the Eagles to invite him to the White House to celebrate their Super Bowl title. And, Dylan, I mean, this is not a political show, so me and Dylan will keep that to ourselves. We do. But the thing I don't understand what Trump did was – He's trying to make it, oh, they made me upset, or I don't like what this one player did, and that's why we send the invite. And I'm like... Let's be real here, okay? Let's be real. Just flat out. The reason why President Donald Trump uninvited that team is because there were going to be like 10 guys show up. Yeah, for the, his excuse was about... Some players spoke badly about the national anthem policy, the new one that the NFL just passed. And also, he wanted to he wanted to show his supporters as well. Hey, of guess course. what? America first. And if they're going to be doing this, you know, crap about standing in the locker room, well, guess what? You can't come to my White House. Which, at the same time, though, we've seen it so many times over the past few years, um, even the past two years, especially the past two years because of President Trump, um, where teams aren't wanting to go to the White House. So I know is my this capitals, going to be? Is this going I said to? They're not going. Yeah. Well, Devontae Smith Pellet says I don't know if the team's going to go. The only person that might go is Ovechkin, but I don't know. Do you think go. that it is the end of an era for invites, the invites from the to the White House? It, it certainly looks that phone way, calls from the yeah. president saying congratulations on the night they win, Pretty and then much. also the invite to the White House with the team to take a, a, a ceremonial picture with the president, things of that nature. It certainly looks that way, Dylan, just because of what you said. If you're, you challenges America first philosophy, he doesn't want nothing to do with you. And that's unfortunate. The thing that's unfortunate for me with the, with the Eagle situation, you saw what happened with Fox News, you know, very Republican channel. You know, they show clips of players kneeling, but it wasn't like kneeling near the national anthem. They were like praying. So they were trying to spin it as, oh, the Eagles were kneeling near the national anthem. We all knew they weren't. None of those Eagles did this yeah. past season. So I didn't understand that move at all. But politics, unfortunately, as much as we don't like to see it in sports, somehow, Dylan, it, it shows its way in, in sports. And you saw how the NBA is reacting. You see how baseball is reacting, the NHL. They're all acting totally, we're talking about this last week, totally different than what the NFL is doing. Yeah, they are. And they're, they're, they're pretty much staying out of it. This entire time they've stayed out of it. I think that, you know, the NHL, a lot of the players that are in the NHL are international players, actually, that aren't even from the United States, but they still stand for the national anthem. That's true. So, you know, you see these, these other sports, they're just going to, they're there to play the game. They're there to play their respective sports, and they stand for the national anthem. That's all that matters. I mean, I think, again, I think they're several other ways we've talked about before there are several other ways to voice your frustrations about certain things that are happening in our society just play the game play the game that's all we want to see as fans that's all we want to see no I understand and the NFL I I totally agree you know that's what we want to see play the the games and 
if you have anything issues social issues going on in the world you know you are an athlete you can talk about like out after the game or before yeah. the game or during the week like as you're leading up to that game you can do that yeah you have you a social media platform exactly you have a social media platform you can speak on you have press conferences every single day with press at practices after games things of that nature so there's plenty of time for you to talk about it but just play the game that's all that matters so, uh, Birmingham, Alabama was just announced as the seventh franchise team in the Alliance of American Football League. Um, and the former defensive back coach, Tim Lewis, will be the new head coach of the team. So, he spent some time with the Pittsburgh Steelers, spent some time with the Atlanta Falcons, Seattle Seahawks in 2009. Um, so, he's had some good success in the NFL as a defensive coach. Do you think that that will translate to this new league? I think so, Dylan. I mean, he's one of the out of all the big coaches that are in that league right now. He's one of the lesser known ones, but sometimes you don't get that spotlight. You know, your teams can perform and do a lot better. Now we gotta see what rosters can put together for Birmingham. Birmingham has a history in lower leagues in the XFL, of course, and Birmingham they announced that they're going to play the first couple years at Legion Field, but the new stadium that they're building for University of Alabama Birmingham they will eventually move there once uh, that stadium gets built. So it's very interesting. And for the Alliance of American Football League, you got Orlando basically has a lot of close neighbors, Atlanta, Birmingham, and Memphis. And in that West, you got San Diego, Phoenix, and Salt Lake. And with one team left, I'm guessing it's going to have to go in the middle somewhere. I don't know, maybe somewhere in Texas, maybe Omaha. There was talk about St. Louis. Now, last I heard, they said St. Louis is under consideration but they don't think it's likely it's going to be one of the eight teams. So St. Louis may be a little, most likely be more of an XFL team. But we'll see. But uh, Or an expansion team for the Alliance of American Football League. Maybe yes. later on down the line they expand it to more than eight teams. So they might be an expansion team. Who knows? Definitely, definitely. All right, Dylan, let's talk about the New England Patriots. As there was news last week that Julian Edelman apparently took some PEDs or something he wasn't supposed to and failed his drug test. So now the NFL is saying he's going to be facing, he could face, not official yet, but he could be facing a four-game ban. Yeah, and it's crazy. He actually put a statement out on Instagram saying that, I don't know what happened, but I'm sorry for it. So I don't know why he's apologizing, because if he doesn't know what happened, then there's nothing really to apologize for. But he said he was going to appeal this ruling if it goes into... Um, an official ruling for the four-game suspension. So we'll see th- what happens in this whole situation. It's kind of like the Tom Brady situation when he got suspended for four games. Then they went through the appeal process. Then he got the suspension on the next season after that. So it might just happen in this case that Julian Edelman does the same thing. Um, but, you know, it looks like in the first four games of the regular season for the uh, the Patriots, it doesn't look like that tough of a contest, uh, tough of a schedule for them so it might be good if he does take it this season I think that with um the teams that they're playing the Dolphins I believe they're playing um the Jaguar either the Jaguars or the Texans I'm not really sure I'm trying to pull that up right now um but Julian Edelman I, I think that if I were him I would just do it now get it over with because I mean it kind of hurt <laughs> Tom Brady a little bit because Jimmy Garoppolo came in and actually played very very well so there's actually a question of you know, should Tom Brady be our starter? Should Jimmy Garoppolo be our starter instead? And maybe if that was the case, if that had not happened in the first place, maybe Tom Brady would not have such a riff with the front office in New England. Not only that, Dylan, the Patriots also traded Brandon Cooks 
to the Rams, and they let Danny Amendola go to the Dolphins. So this clearly changes things, but knowing the Patriots, Dylan, they'll find some free agent off the street somewhere, make him look good, and the Patriots survive. If they could survive four games without Tom Brady, they could survive four games without Julian Edelman. Exactly. And so you look at the first four games. I got it now. It's the Texans versus the Patriots in week one, Jaguars in week two, Lions in week three, and the Dolphins in week four. So the toughest competition, I would say, would probably be the Texans and the Dolphins, essentially. Jaguars might be a little tough, but I think the Texans and the uh, Dolphins would be the toughest road battles there or the uh, battles in, in that week. So I think that with the Patriots, if they lose the first, if they go out of that first four games, two and two, I still think they have a solid season ahead of them. And Julian Edelman will be healthy. He'd be ready to go for week five and they'd have a pretty solid run um, the rest of the year. So we'll see if Julian Edelman can stay on the field because he got injured last year too. He missed um, all of the regular season last year in 2017 because of an injury. So we'll see if Julian Edelman can get back on the field and be healthy on the field. Um, And we'll see what happens with all this four-game suspension stuff, so we'll keep you guys informed as we hear more information on that. And last but not least, Terrell Owens, T.O., declines his invite to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony um, because he's finally getting in the Hall of Fame, and he decided, you know what? Eh, I'm not going to go there. I'll just celebrate somewhere else. So it's pretty much just classic T.O. Yep, he hasn't changed. He hasn't changed at all, so congratulations to him for at at least getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, but yeah, he hasn't changed at all. So now let's move on to JT's favorite segment of the week. It's the football recap of the week. JT, the microphone is all yours. Thanks, Dylan. And as always, out of bounds, we're here to recap the latest from the beautiful game. And for my weekend recap, uh, you know, most teams are prepping for the World Cup right now. We had some friendlies. Uh, the USA, they did pretty well against France. They got a 1-1 draw uh, in that match. And Brazil's looking good. Uh, Japan's not looking good. And uh, we got some other countries that are trying to get the cobwebs shaked out because the World's Cup coming, Dylan. We got Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, two days. Two days, man. It's almost here. I can't and wait. sorry, U.S. is still not in the World Cup. No, we're going to be playing in the NIT, the not-in tournament. Well, it's just ourselves. Nobody else is playing with us. And we still lost to Ireland a week ago. Yeah, a week but ago. just continue. That's yep. Fine. All right, so Orlando City... They had two games this past week. They had the round four U.S. Open Cup match, which I watched this game because I was doing some coverage for them. They won their game 3 nothing against Miami United, which is in the MPSL lower division side. They beat them. So Orlando City finally snapped their losing streak briefly. But we had a game on Saturday in Vancouver against the Whitecaps. And man, Dylan, in Vancouver, they were showing us no love because we were getting beat uh El Munir got sent off because he got a second yellow card, so he got sent off. So we were down to 10 men, and Vancouver just started blowing the doors off on the Orlando City. We were down 5-1 before Don Dwyer got a late goal to make it a little more respectable, 5-2. But Orlando City, 5-2, or lost 5-2, and now we're barely clinging on to that playoff spot, the sixth spot in the Eastern Conference. So not looking good. As for the ladies, Orlando Pride, they were off this past week. They played... Not this Sunday, but the Sunday this past but the Sunday before against Seattle Rain, they got a 0-0 draw. They're still in third place in the NWSL. They'll be playing this weekend at home against the Sky Blue FC. On to my soccer news. And for the U.S. Open Cup, we had the round four, some notable matches. Louisville City FC, 
the defending USL Cup champion shocked New England Revolution 3-2 in that tournament. Dylan, your boys, Nashville SC, they made history. They beat the Colorado Rapids 2-0 and didn't give up a shot in Denver against the Rapids. So they advanced the next round. Well, they would take on Louisville City FC. And the LA Galaxy, they won 3-1 over Golden State Force. And Dylan, your boy, Slatan, he's been looking pretty good lately for the LA Galaxy. So glad to see him up and rolling. Uh, U.S. Soccer Federation, they announced a new GM. Uh, Ernie Stewart's going to be the new GM, the first GM for the history for the U.S. men's national team. So he's very excited for him. He has a history because he worked with Dutch, with Alzir Akmar, worked with the Philadelphia Union, and he's going to be the coach. So U.S. Soccer, they're going to hire a coach most likely after the World Cup. So we'll see what happens there. And for the Canadian Soccer League that's starting up, the Canadian Premier League, they are starting up next year, and they got some teams up there in Canada. Calgary, Calgary FC, FC Edmonton, who used to be in the NASL, they're going up there next year. Hamilton, Halifax Wanderers FC, which is in Halifax, Valor, which is in Winnipeg, Victoria, which is in British Columbia, and then you have York 9, which is in the Toronto, outside Toronto area, and then there's talk about a team in Newfoundland or Quebec City, we don't know yet, so that's pretty interesting there in the Canadian Premier League. All right, guys, on to my World Cup preview, since... I want to get this thing wrapped up. I'm just going to give you who's going to win each group for group E through H. So in group E, I got Brazil with Neymar winning that group. And Dylan, I found a country for you, Switzerland. Switzerland, they are really good. They got Shakiri, who played for Stoke City. They got Valen Barami, who's like a, a X-rated player that you got to watch for this tournament. And they got uh, Grana Xhaka, who plays for Arsenal. So Kind of low character guys, but Switzerland has done well. They did really well in the Euros two years ago, and they're a dark horse pick. So I think they are going to be the second team going through. So you're just saying I'm neutral. Of course, Dylan. I think that's the best option for you, All especially right. for this tournament. Yeah. And then I got Costa Rica and Serbia finished below them. And Group F, I got the Germans. Germany winning that group. Mexico can come in second place. I got Sweden in third place. Sorry, Dylan. Your boy, Slatan, will not be playing for the Swedes in the World Cup. Ah, come on. And South Korea will finish dead last in that group. And Group G, I got Belgium and England coming out of that group. And then I got Panama and Tunisia finishing third and fourth, respectively. And in Group H, I got Colombia. And I got Senegal coming out of that group. Poland's going to finish just short. I know they got Robert Lewandowski, but they don't got much going on. And in Japan... You fired your coach two months before this tournament. You haven't won a game since. I don't think Japan's going to win any games in this tournament. So, sayonara. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, so, one thing about the World Cup, before you get to your games to watch, the World Cup needs Zlatan. Well, so Zlatan said he'll be there, but for marketing reasons. He's That's stupid. company. That's so He's dumb. He's blaming the media, Swedish media, for not letting the team take him. I don't know. That's so dumb. But, and also, uh, uh, I saw that the top two teams in the World Cup this year are probably going to be Germany and Brazil. Those are the ones going into the tournament, having the best odds of winning the tournament. And those are the two teams that I got going to the final. Okay. Those so who teams. do you see winning in that in that series? Do you I, think Neymar get, think makes Bra- a comeback? Yeah, I think Brazil, I, even though I, I know I was born in Germany, so I know I got tied to Germany, but I really think... Brazil's going to bounce back, Dylan. After blowing that opportunity at home in the last World Cup four years ago. And also Neymar, Neymar getting injured as yeah, well was, in that, that World was the Cup difference. as well. Neymar got injured, and that's why they didn't go far. Ended up getting beat 7-1. That won't happen in this final. Okay, Brazil's not beating Jerry. It's not happening. But Brazil, I'm going to predict them they're going to win 3-2. Neymar's going to finally win the World Cup for his country. 
And Messi, sorry, man, you guys aren't going to do it. I know you all made the finals or last few tournaments, but not this time, guys. Messi, you're still going to be winless. No, no, no. Not in our house. But that's who I'm picking in the final. We'll find out on July 15th because that's when the final will be. Hopefully, I'll get that day off. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. games to watch this week, well, there's one thing you have to watch before the World Cup, and that is the World Cup bid. The For 2026, it will be officially announced this Wednesday between the United Bid, which is Canada, Mexico, the United States, and then Morocco's bid. They'll, they're going to start showing it at 6 a.m. on BN Sports. Fox will show it at 6.30. But basically, by 10 o'clock Eastern time, we'll know who's going to win the bid. So we'll see, Dylan. Will the United States get it, or will it be Morocco? It's going to be 48 teams in that World Cup. We'll find out about that on Wednesday, and me and Dylan will share about that next week. And then, of course, the World Cup. Duh! We got so many games to watch. Russia and Saudi Arabia is the opener. You got Brazil playing their opener on Sunday. You got Spain and Portugal. That's the big game on Saturday. And then, of course, the game on the game on Friday that you got to watch is going to be between. Oh, that's right. I said that already. Portugal and Spain. Yeah. So yeah, Uruguay is going <laughs> to play the next day. That's Very good thing enough. So. Yeah, guys, and that will conclude my football recap of the week. Let's move on to miscellaneous news. So Justify, the horse, won the Triple Crown by winning the Belmont Stakes um, the other day. And guess who came in second place? Gronkowski. Gronkowski, yeah. Rob Gronkowski's horse. Look at that. <laughs> Fantastic. So Justify Arm wins the Triple Crown. This is the first time it's happened since American Pharaoh in 2012. No, it was 15. 15, was something like that. I knew it was three years ago. Um so 2015, uh, American Pharaoh actually won the Triple Crown, and this year Justify wins it and uh, gets in a pretty pretty uh, high class there, I guess you could say, with Secretariat, Seabiscuit, um, yeah, I think he, American what, Pharaoh. The 13th horse, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. so or win the Triple Crown, yeah. Yes. Uh, so very, very good for Justify. Congratulations. And that's the second time the same trainer has actually won the Amer- the Triple Crown. That's two times in a row for that trainer. So congratulations to him. Um, former NFL and NCAA executive Oliver Luck, who is Andrew Luck's father, has been named the XFL commissioner. And so if Andrew Luck's career in Indianapolis doesn't work out, then he has a career in the XFL where he can be a quarterback there <laughs> if it doesn't work out. Um, but it's, they're saying that he's going to be getting $20 million a year to be the XFL commissioner. Yeah, that's a lot of money, man. And I've heard, Dylan, also, the XFL has already sent, like, letters and applications, like, for t- expansion cities to apply to join the league. So they said they have 30 applications so far, but they're going to narrow it down to eight because it's going to be eight teams. Orlando better be one. I'm sure we're going to get a team, Dylan, in the XFL. So I'm we'll have sure. XFL and Return the Alliance the of American rage. Football, too. And that, well, Dylan, that means me and you get two leagues to cover. There you go. Uh, you can cover the Alliance, and I can cover the XFL. Well, Sounds right, good to me. Right, we can trade off however you want to do it. I like that. Uh, the Pac-12 passes a rule that requires its football teams to get six wins to be in be bowl eligible during the season. Do you think there are going to be other um, conferences in NCAA football that adopt this rule as well? I think it'll be the major conferences, Dylan, like the SEC, the Big 12, the Big 10, ACC, and now well, the Pac-12 is already doing it. And that means no more five and seven USC. That one year they made it, and they had to play the Sun Bowl. And they played Notre Dame, and they still lost. So, yeah, we won't be. I'm glad we won't see that. And that I think Dylan is better for like Conference USA, the MAC schools that have bowl eligible teams because they don't play in a big conference. 
That's when they get snubbed. So that's good news for them. So we'll see how that goes. And then, of course, uh, Rafael Nadal. He did it again in the French Open. Won his 11th title for the French Open. He just keeps going. He keeps ticking. He's like the Energizer buddy. He just keeps going and going and going and going. Great. Anyway, let's move on to winners and losers. JT, I'll start with you first. All right, guys. So my winner this week, obviously, is the Stanley Cup, who apparently has a Twitter account. And the Stanley Cup is pretty sassy on there, you know? He's sassy, yeah. <laughs> if you want me, you got to work for it. Or the other tweet they had was, uh, best weekend ever, which the Stanley Cup's had a crazy week, okay? Of course, the Capitals won on thurs- last Thursday. Ovechkin's parading it around Las Vegas. He poured an entire bottle of champagne into it. And, and did drank, a keg stand. And, and, no, drank yeah. the champagne, but then yeah. they did a keg stand at the Washington Cap, uh, Washington Nationals, the Nationals game. game. Yeah. Right before he, or right before or after, I'm not really sure, he threw the first pitch. But he threw two first pitches because he completely missed the first one. It's but okay. He, threw he was it a probably still time. hung over. Oh, he was. He was, for <laughs> so, sure. So, yeah, the Stanley Cup, it had a crazy week. Even in Vegas, I saw on Twitter, there was a guy in the casino who lost on blackjack. And as he turns around, he sees Alex Ovechkin running around with the cup. Yeah, I won his cup. Yeah. And he's going to, he took it to a nightclub, too. And they're all showering around the Stanley Cup. So, Stanley Cup, I don't know what night you had in Vegas. Also, on Instagram, they posted... Of Etchkin posted, he slept with the Stanley Cup. He did. I'm not sure if his wife is happy about that, but I'm sure she was. The Stanley Cup, hey, whatever, man. You go is that a Stanley fun. Cup, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, the Stanley Cup definitely had fun this week. So it's my winner this weekend or this week. My loser this week, unfortunately, myself for that typo about the Florida Everblades. So I apologize to the rest of the ECHL and all the other teams in that league. I messed that up. Sorry, Colorado. Congratulations on your back-to-back titles. Good luck in the AHL. My other loser this week, Dylan, is your, unfortunately, Dylan, your boy, James Neal, because for the second year in a row, he comes up short winning the Stanley Cup. But I remind you, Dylan, Marion Hosta, even though it's not related because Marion Hosta was traded from Atlanta to Pittsburgh in 08 when they lost to Detroit. Then the next season, he signs with Detroit, and then Detroit lost to Pittsburgh the following season. So then he joins Chicago, and he wins the Cup. So, James Neal, not all hope is lost, but you just got to find a team that helps you win the cup, like Dylan Spreads, maybe. The National Predators, that's it. Or you can welcome to join my Capitals if you want. We could go with back-to-back titles. No, it's fine. Uh, but hopefully third time this is trying for James Neal. But that's my loser this week. Dylan, who are your winner and losers? My winner this week is the Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles baseball team. They had an OVC record 53 overall wins, OVC record 27 conference wins, OVC record 28 game-winning streak, an OVC record 135 home runs on the season, and they were the first team ever in OVC history to make it to a Super Regional against Texas. Unfortunately, they did lose today 5-2 to two against Texas at, um, in Texas, so unfortunately their season comes to an end, but what a phenomenal season for the Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles. Hopefully they build on this. Coach Braga, congratulations for your success this year. And hopefully they can carry it on and uh, continue that success next season um, as they look to return to the Super Regional next year and hopefully go further than that. So congratulations once again. And my loser this week is the Cavaliers general manager, Dan Gilbert, for saying that he can build a championship team still, even if he doesn't have LeBron James. I've heard this before. And for that, I say to you, ha! Ha! You're not going to win the championship without LeBron James. I'm sorry. You can't build a championship team without that man on your roster. Because obviously, you think, in your mind, Dan Gilbert, 
that Kevin Love, Kyle Korver, and J.R. Smith are your big three. Thought we were up. <laughs> yeah, he thought they were up, but obviously they were not. So, And they're not going to be after LeBron James leaves. So, um, sorry. Yeah, Cleveland, you're not getting a championship caliber team without LeBron James. So, let's move on to our final thoughts. JT, you can go first. Well, Dylan, my final thought is obviously congratulations to the Washington Capitals and good luck in the parade and, and celebrate tomorrow in D.C. Have a good time, guys, up there. But, Dylan, did you hear about Roger Federer? There's news broke this morning about he apparently got a $300 million offer from Uniqlo. I, I had no idea Uniqlo, and I know it's based in Japan, but I had no idea they had that much money to offer for a tennis star. Usually you see this like an Under Armour, Adidas, Nike, other sports apparel stuff, but not like a clothing store. Uniqlo is like the TJ Maxx of Japan. Like, they have some killer prices on things they have there, clothing-wise. I know. We have, well, we have one in Disney Springs. Disney Springs, yeah. yeah. And so, when Disney Springs opened up, that was the first time I'd ever seen Uniqlo before. Yeah, me too. And they actually have a solid presence here in the United States. So, getting Roger Federer as a sponsor for... Or having them be the sponsor for Roger Federer would be fantastic for that brand. So, that's actually very, very smart branding by Uniqlo. $300 million. That's come, a lot of money. Come on, Roger. You got to take that. You got to take that. Show me the man. money. That's, that's exactly right but that's my final thought dylan what's your final thought my final thought goes out to the dvc welcome homies unfortunately we did lose to a not so sportsmanlike team the other night after we beat the old former disney vacation club team haha um but we did end the season going nine and five this year for our first season our inaugural season so we had a very very successful season congratulations to the team hopefully we can build on this and and have a stronger presence next year in uh the softball world but we'll see what happens next season and um yeah that's my final thought thank you once again for listening to the show this week guys you can follow us on facebook out of bounds with dylan james on twitter oob podcast you can follow me on twitter dylan underscore james and you can email me at dylan out of bounds podcast.com for any comments uh concerns ideas for the show because we always want to make the show um, as good as it can be. And you guys are the reason why we do this every single week. So thank you so much for listening. JT, what are your social media handles, sir? You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at JTSaka88. That's at JTSOCKA88. You can follow me on Instagram at JTSaka Sports. And you can email me. It's JT at Out of Bounds Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, Dylan James underscore FL for Florida. Um, I do post some things on there occasionally, so follow me there. And also, we're still free agents. So if you have a radio network out there that wants to have a quality show such as ours, such as Out of Bounds Dylan James with JT Taylor, then uh, reach out to us. Let us know, and uh, we will do our best to come to you. So let them know that we're free agents and let them know that we are here to party. I guess. Send all direct messages to at OOB podcast. Yes. OOB podcast is the place to send direct messages. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, we'll talk to you guys next week.